الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كل نفس ذائقة الموت ثم إلينا ترجعون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اغتنم خمسا قبل خمس شبابك قبل حرمك وصحتك قبل ثقمك وغناك قبل فقرك وفراغك قبل شغلك وحياتك قبل موتك أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Beloved elders and brothers In the ayat which I recited before you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Quran Majid that kullu nafsin dha'iqatul mawt that most certainly every soul shall taste death thumma ilayna turja'oon then you will be returned to us so we all know that death is inevitable and we all have to cross that bridge one day from this world into the next world so the question arises that if we know that death is inevitable then what preparation have we made? What pre- preparation have we made for death? In the last five weeks, we've heard about materialism and how it has shifted our focus away from death, away from the akhirat. So today, I would like to focus on what can we do before that moment comes. Before that moment comes to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what can we do? And in society, we find at large, especially amongst us South Africans, it's not a nice thing to say, but unfortunately, we complain a lot. About everything we have a complaint. You will find this is not right, that is not right. But have we ever, have we ever taken the time out to ponder that look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Don't only look at the negatives. And this is the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, اِغْتَنِمْ خَمْسًا قَبْلَ خَمْسٍ That appreciate, value five favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before five. Favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before five. The first thing Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said is شَبَابَكَ قَبْلَ harmik, Your youth before your old age. Now many of us might have this misconception that youth is only your teenage years, your early twenties. But ulama explained that your youth is right up until the, uh, until the age of 40. And some ulama say that until you are physically able to carry out all your actions, you have that energy, you have that strength, then this is still considered to be your youth. So what does it mean? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that appreciate your youth before old age. That while you have that energy, while you have that strength, you utilize that energy, you utilize that strength in the obedience. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had explained the seven groups of people who will be under the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. On that frightful day when people will be drowning in their own perspiration. So how will you attain the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day? 
So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Shabun nasha'a fi ibadati rabbihi. That, that youngster or that youth who was grown up, who was nurtured in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that will be one of those people who will have the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day of Qiyamah. Now as us parents, isn't it our duty that our youngsters, we instill in them the correct Islamic values. I'm not attacking anyone or anything, but unfortunately you can find nowadays that the World Cup is taking place. And how many youngsters, how many youngsters are going crazy over the Soccer World Cup? Spending hours watching matches, watching highlights, etc. And the parents are allowing it, that is one thing. But then, are you instilling in your child that importance of coming to Salah with Jama'ah? Or is the child missing his Salah with Jama'ah because he is watching some match? Or are away watching that Soccer World Cup match? Are you taking out that 90 minutes to make sure that your child is reading Quran Sharif every day? You'll find that many a time, the Hibs Ustad, when they give holidays, then they give a very short holiday. At most, the longest holiday you'll find is three weeks or one month. And one of the reasons for that is that when the students come back after the holidays, then a lot of the hard work done by the Ustad has been undone. Because there's no Quran Sharif at home. So that's why they give such a short holiday. So how important that every day as parents, we in, make sure that our child takes out the time to read the Qur'an Sharif and he will come under the ambit of this hadith in which he is in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you look at when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had started the message of Islam, then who were the first to accept the message? It was the youngsters amongst the Quraysh. Because generally when you're young, you are more receptive, you are more open-minded. When a person is old, he's set in his ways. It's hard for him to accept something new. But when you're young, you are receptive. So how important to create that dini environment within the homes. That we have ta'aleem taking place, the Qur'an majid taking place. So in this way, that child's mind, that youngster's mind, is being shaped towards the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the duty as parents. And as I said, ulama explained that as long as you have that energy and you have that strength, it is still your youth. So while you have that strength, while you have that energy, then spend it in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Perform whatever nawafil you can. Perform whatever ibadat you can while you have the strength. So that's the first thing Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had said. That appreciate your youth before your old age. Then the second favor which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has emphasized upon us was sihataka qabla saqamik. And appreciate good health before sickness. This good health is something which is even more valuable than wealth. You find a person can have all the wealth in the world. He can have all the riches in the world. But if he doesn't have good health, he can never enjoy that wealth. What a ni'mah, what a bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was once a pious saint who could not pass urine. And doctors tried various methods until eventually they had to insert a pipe. And in that way he could pass urine freely and into a bag. So someone asked him that what was the cause of this? So he says, it's because of my sins. So they asked him that, elaborate further, what you mean because of my sins? He says that every day, how easily I would go to relieve myself in the toilet, but I do not make shukr for this ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask that person who has a prostate problem, how difficult it is. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so easily allows us a simple favor like this. Imagine the discomfort for a simple favor like this. But do we take out that time to appreciate that, Ya Allah, you allowed me to do this with such simple favors. It just, take us, it just takes us some time, five minutes, ten minutes a day. 
ponder over the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of complaining about the thousand different aches and pains you have, look at all that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed to function smoothly in your body. Look at all of that. And the more you appreciate, the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you. Another way in which we can appreciate this favor of good health is that we are experiencing good health. So let us visit the sick. Let us visit the sick and take our children as well to visit the sick. Because when you look at someone who is sick, then automatically you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, Ya Allah, you could have put me in this situation, but you saved me from it. You granted me good health. So automatically it's creating a lesson within you. And not only that, that person who visits the sick person, then from the time he leaves home, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, then he's in the company of the malaika. Approximately 70,000 malaika are making dua for him. A simple action like visiting the sick. So this is one way of appreciation of good health, is that we visit those who are sick and we make dua for them. There was once a king who could not pass urine and different, different doctors were brought in to try and help him until eventually someone had told him that go to this pious person and he may be able to help you. So he goes to this pious person. This pious person tells him that I can help you on condition you hand over half your kingdom to me. I'll help you on condition you hand over half your kingdom to me. King agreed. Imagine the difficulty. You cannot pass out. So he agreed. The documents were drawn up that half of the kingdom has been handed over to this pious person. He gave him some amal, some amal to read. And as he read that then, he was able to pass urine once again. But then the urine could not stop. Meaning frequently, again he comes back to this pious Buzruk. He says, what do I do now? Can you sort of regulate it? So he says, no problem, I can do it. But you'll have to hand over the other half of your kingdom. And happily he agreed to it. Thereafter the Buzruk told him, that I do not want your kingdom. The lesson I was teaching you was, just to be able to enjoy this one favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you were prepared to hand over your entire kingdom. So again the lesson that health is even more important than wealth. Because you might have the wealth, but you can never enjoy it if you don't have the good health. So that is the second favor Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had told us to appreciate was your good health before sickness. The third favor of Nabi, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has brought to our attention and your wealth before poverty. Now remember brothers, when it comes to wealth and balance to be considered wealthy, who is the truly wealthy person? Who is the truly wealthy person? In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that the truly wealthy person is one who his food has been made easy for him. He has a shelter over his head and his family and his children are secure. If he has these three things, then he is a truly wealthy person. The entire world has been gathered for him. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Maniqtasada aghnahullah. The one who is moderate in his spending, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make him independent. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save him from stretching his hand out to anyone. Waman bazzara, but the one who squanders his wealth, afqarahu Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make him destitute. Now you and I, let us introspect in our life. How much of our wealth is spent in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And how much of our wealth is squandered in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Let us look at our weddings and the elaborate uh, uh, types of decorations, etc. Millions of rands are spent on one wedding. Whereas Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said 
that the best of weddings, the best of nikahs, is that which is most simple. Hazrat Muhammad Ali Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi Rahmatullah Ali, in 1961 he had went to Burma, and he had told the people over there that this wastage and squandering of wealth will definitely bring the punishment and the calamity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. One year after that, one year after that advice of his, Burma was then nationalized and all those people had to run for their lives with only the clothes on their back. So this is the effect that when you squander wealth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put you in poverty. Many a time you think, no, I got a very big balance, I can spend the money, I can afford it. But you're not realizing many a time that same person who is earning so much come end of the... But this is because a lack of contentment, a lack of shukr for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. I want more, I want more, that constant greed that I want more and more. And this generally leads a person towards poverty. So this was the third thing which Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that appreciate your wealth before poverty. And appreciation of wealth means spending your money in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has also said in one hadith, لَيْسَ الْغِنَا عَنْ كَثْرَةِ الْعَرَضِ وَلَكِنَّ الْغِنَا غِنَى النَّفْسِ That wealth is not having abundant possessions, but rather true wealth is contentment of the heart. Contentment of the heart. So this is the importance. Bring this contentment into our life. Bring simplicity into our life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then make us truly wealthy people. The fourth aspect which Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had spoken about was وَفَرَاغَكَ قَبْلَ شُغْلِكَ Your free time before your preoccupation. Your free time before you become occupied. And this is something, unfortunately, many a time comes the holidays where we while the time away. So much time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, especially in this holiday period, do we take out that time to now remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we take up the time to learn some aspect of deen? Some aspect of deen. In the reservoir of Maktab, there was a Apa over there, her name was Apa Bilkis, Rahmatullah Aleha. And she had a lot of concern and a lot of fikr for the madrasa. The way in which she ran the madrasa, one was the students, the ta'aleem of the madrasa. And not only that, she also had fikr for their parents. Some of them were zakatable cases, she would go and make investigations. And very hard working with regards to serving the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the amazing thing was that after she had passed away, so a few of us went to pay respects to her husband. And when we went to visit him, he took out different tafsir kitabs. And from there he's opening and showing us, these are the notes she made on this ayat. These are the notes she made on this ayat. So one was her concern for the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But in her free time, in the holidays, she was furthering her Islamic knowledge. So this is called being productive. This is called using your free time in a way which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be happy with you. Hassan Basri rahmatullah alayhi says, I met a people who were more protective over their time than their wealth. Obviously Hassan Basri rahmatullah alayhi, he was a tabi'i, so he had seen the sahaba radiallahu an. And he says that they were so protective over this free time. Yet we can sit for hours and while that time away, as I said, currently the spec and see how much time we waste in watching this. Completely futile. It will not benefit you in this world. It will not benefit you in the akhirat. It will maybe only cause harm towards your dunya and harm towards your akhirat. Just on this point, 
that something which, a misconception which we should clear up. Many a time you are hearing that messages are flying around and people are saying that look at this Qatar World Cup which is taking place, a form of da'wat it is. Let us not get this, let, let us clear this misconception out. It is not a form of da'wat. It can never be a form of da'wat. Allama Yusuf bin Nuri rahmatullahi was once asked that why don't you use some haram means in order to propagate the deen of Islam. In that way, how many more you will attract towards Islam? His answer was very profound. He said that we will work within the framework of Sharia. And even if not a single person accepts Islam, we will be able to answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day that we have discharged our duty. But on the other hand, we can use this haram means. And a million people can accept Islam because of that. But yet we will still be sinful. Yet we will still be sinful. So this is the importance. Let us understand this. That this is no dawah. $220 billion wasted. Of the ummah's wealth wasted. So let us not get this thing and forward these kind of messages that no, this is such a dawah to Islam, etc. Remember, even if a person accepts Islam through this, then he is getting the wrong perception of Islam. He thinks Islam is this. Merry-making. What a mockery. In your opening ceremony of the World Cup, you have kirat being played. And thereafter you have music and a concert. How can this ever be a form of dawah? So let us clear this misconception and clear it amongst the children. And the reason I brought this up was because many youngsters have come to me and tell me that Moana, isn't this a form of dawah? This is not a form of dawah. In fact, it is a misrepresentation of Islam. With regards to this free time before occupation, another thing we need to ask ourselves, how much time do we spend on social media? How much time do we spend on social media? And how much time, how much quality time we give towards our family? Let us all take stock of ourselves, ponder, let us be real. Not lie to ourselves, no, I just use it for work. And let us look how much is really used for work and how much is spent wild away on social media. That time could be used to recite the Quran in Majid, to teach our children some deeny values, to go and visit the sick, to go and visit some old people. But we say, no, we're too busy. Unfortunately, many a time we're too busy on the phone. So this is another thing that let us watch our usage of the phone. And in this way, we will, we will be saved from this way. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is warning us to appreciate our free time before our preoccupation. And the last thing Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَحَيَاتَكَ قَبْلَ مَوْتِكَ And value your life before your death. If you haven't valued the above four, then at least you can value that life you have before death. And what does that mean? Once Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was passing by a cover with the Sahaba radiallahu an. So he asked, whose cover is this? So then the Sahaba radiallahu an said, so and so's cover it is. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that the two rakats of salah which you perform, two rakats of salah which you perform, is better than you and your entire dunya for this person. Meaning once he has been... He can gain in terms of reward, except for Isale Sawab and except for what his pious children, etc. he has left behind. So remember, you have to make your own akhirat. That was the message, Kullu nafsin maut. You have to make your own akhirat. That one subhanallah is more valuable than the entire world for that person who is in the qabr. Because there is no rewards coming to him. How important that we value this life which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Let us not squander this life in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we live in a so-called bubble, a so-called comfort zone. That we think that this world is the be-all, the end-all. But no, this world is just, is just a transitory life. 
The next world is what a reality of the Akhirat comes in a person's life, the, the more his Iman will increase. In proportion to the, to the reality a person has of the Akhirat, accordingly, how we can get this? Appreciate. Appreciate these favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiallahu an, similar incident. Once he was visiting in Qabristan, he got off his mount, he performed two rakats of salah. So his companions asked him, why are you doing this? Something very strange, you're performing two rakats of salah. He said, I thought to myself, that after I'm gone, I can never get this favor of performing two rakats salah, so let me perform it now. Importance of appreciation. And as I say, as we appreciate these bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase us in these bounties. He will increase us. You find in this day and age, there are many people who are reciting 10 paras, 15 paras a day. And you see, how are they finding the time? But when you are dedicated and you make that effort, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you barakat in time. He will stretch that time for you. That same time which you can only read quarter para, half para, one para. That person is covering two and three paras. But this is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then stretches that time. But how does that time stretch for you? How do you get barakat in every aspect of your life? You appreciate the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the lesson for today. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that we should appreciate five before five. One is your youth before your old age. Number two, your good health before sickness. Number three, wealth before poverty. And as I said, what does it mean wealth before, po- before poverty? That you spend the wealth in the correct way and you have contentment of heart. Number four, your free time before becoming occupied. And number five, your life before your death. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this quality of appreciation and save us from always being negative and always complaining about everything. Let us rather appreciate and see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless us. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.